with part two of our conversation on burnout culture. And if you missed part one, I would highly recommend you take a listen. If you're rejoining us, we last left off as Alicia was sharing her story of hitting a level of burnout that ultimately landed her in the hospital. Alicia, as we transition our conversation today to talk a little bit more about how do we prevent it and fight burnout, I'm wondering what did you do initially after uh, you started to really heal and, and return to your normal day-to-day -day activities? When I got home from the hospital after that, that I needed to do some big changes. I could not go to school for a full month after that. And that gave every single reason to my professors to fail me from classes. But I remember after that semester that something had basically just broken inside of me. And I remember having to, to sign up for extra help. And I started looking into services because my friends just saw like the inner personality me kind of die. Um, and I just, I wanted out. I wanted out of college. I wanted out of school. I wanted out of all my responsibilities. And I kind of had to take a deep breath and go, okay, what can I do to fix myself? What can I do to never do that again? And ironically, I, I started joining my community. I signed up, I, I did leadership roles because I found out that I'm passionate still about STEM, but I need people to know that it's not at the risk of your health. I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. Um, it really tore me apart. It really tore my family up because they couldn't help me because I had basically kind of banished them to their trip. And in that hour, when I had to call my friend, barely keeping it together to come pick me up, I realized that that was it. So I hope my story helps other listeners realize that burnout is real. Burnout is dangerous. Burnout can land you in the hospital. And burnout is bigger than you probably realize. Um, if it wasn't for that moment, I probably would not be here today doing the things that I love because I realized what my priorities needed to be. And I also realized that I work more efficiently when I give myself those breaks. So if you're also a STEM listener, please, please, please don't let your professors convince you that your mental health is less important than your education because it is not. Alicia, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. I think it's incredibly powerful because we hear about it. We know that burnout's bad, but hearing your story and having that experience to really listen to and take in, I, it shines a different kind of light on this topic. And, and I, I do believe that that message will help our listeners. Shout out to you for your, your strength in reaching out and getting that help and, and finding the things that do support you so you can find balance within your life. The big question is how do we prevent it? How do we stop ourselves from burning out? And I think you guys started talking about some of these things, but let's talk a little bit more about that. There's a couple of different ways that I personally prevent myself from burning out. Um, and one of those things is prioritizing because some people, including myself, uh, used to have difficulty with trying to figure out what it is that I need to absolutely do and what things can wait. And I really want to emphasize that because we have this feeling in college where we're like, oh, I have so many X amount of assignments to do. I absolutely need to get this done as soon as possible. And I know for me, myself, I see that 11.59 p.m. deadline and I'm like, oh, no, I need to do that right away. But if it's like 12 p.m., I don't need to do it right then and there, depending on the assignment. Maybe it's just a simple discussion and two replies. I can take that nap. I can go make myself a healthy lunch. Um, there's not. I just think that also as students, we feel like guilty when we don't do something right away when we see that that little canvas notification saying, hey, 
just so you know, you have a new assignment or, hey, you got a quiz today. And then we just instantly get put into this spiraling downward of just, oh my gosh, I need to do that. Oh, but what about this? What about that? And you just don't think about yourself. You think about your education more than you think of your own health. And I see that more oftentimes than not. And I think that that just kind of goes back to, you know, prioritizing. Do you really need to do that right now? You know, what about if you ate that lunch and you took that nap and then four o'clock comes around and you're ready to go on that discussion? And let's say that you did better on it and you're going to get a perfect score. And I don't think people think of it that way. I think they just see the deadline. It took a long time for me to see things that way. And part of that was also planning. And, you know, some, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but sometimes I'll do assignments that are due way later than the one I'm working on because I don't want to do the one that's due sooner. And so I try to like procrastinate, but like in a productive way. So I try to like life hack it. That's not a good thing to do. I've done it and I'm guilty of this, you know, more than I'd like to admit. But I think planning your schedule too would be like, okay, these are the days that I need to work on stuff. And then these are the days that I'm allowing myself to be okay with not getting things done by a certain time. I personally struggle with OCD. And so my, the first thing I do when I wake up every single morning is just what do I have to do today? What time do I have? You know, for me, it's a very chaotic thing where I need to have everything planned out. I need to have things done by a certain hour. And when I don't hit that deadline, it's very hard on me. And so I've had to realize that it's okay not to meet that deadline. Did you get it done today? Then that's all that matters. Did you meet the deadline? Perfect. And sometimes, you know what, even if you don't meet that deadline, if your professors accept late assignments, do it late. You know, honestly, I cannot stress this enough. One assignment late out of 50 assignments is not going to hurt you that bad. I promise you. Do whatever it is that you like to do. I know personally, like I love watching shows and movies. And so I'll put on an episode or two of, of anything that I'm watching at the moment and just take a breather, get my mind off of something just for that time, for those 20, 30 minutes. And then I'll, and then I get back to doing what I was doing before. I time block. My Google calendar is just full of, right? This is a time that I'm like kind of neurotic about this. <laughs> like this is a time you wake up. This is when you have to finish your morning routine by. This is what you have to do in the day. And sometimes it looks, sometimes it's empty. Sometimes it looks like, okay, just this class and then just this class next. And then in that little gap between those classes, go get something to drink, go get something to eat. You know, I would say when I'm, I can, I can feel it when I'm burning myself out here. And as I've gotten older, like I'm trying to unlearn the bad habits that I had. I'm trying to unlearn the, how mean I can be to myself for not, like Alicia said, meeting deadlines and, and for feeling like a failure because I missed this assignment and because I don't have time to read this chapter. And so I'm unlearning a lot of the, the negative and bad things that I've said about myself or how I feel about myself because I put so much emphasis on my education. And so I'm trying to unlearn these things, but it's difficult. You fall back into these habits really quickly where you're like, oh my gosh, I should have just, I shouldn't have done this. I should have done that. I shouldn't have taken that nap. I should have done, I should have read chapter five of this textbook, you know? And I'm, it's, it's hard to unlearn these things, but important too. I think it's necessary. Almost, it's almost like, like you have to do it. You have to unlearn these things because not only do I want to have, to have a long life and everything, but I want to have good quality of life. I want to have 
good memories to reflect on. And, you know, when I'm old and gray, like, do I want to tell people all I did was be in the library? All I did was stress out. All I did was stress myself out for things that were just blips in, in time, in, in my timeline and everything. And so I can't stress enough the fact that we need to take breaks, no, no matter what that looks like to you. If it's a 10 minute break, like I've been doing the, what is it? The Pomodoro technique where you do like two hours or 30 minutes or whatever of, of something. And then you take like a 10, 15 minute break and then you get back into it. And so that's been helping me a lot lately. You know, when I was in grad school, I had a professor who uh, used the analogy of a water bottle and he talked about, you know, if you had a water bottle that was empty and you're filling it with water, we'll call the water, the stress, right? The responsibilities, the things that are kind of weighing down on you and you keep filling it up at a certain point, what's going to happen. It's going to overflow, right? There's not going to be any more room left in that water bottle. But if we take the time to empty it a little bit, to let go of some of those stressors, to I kind of reduce that a little bit and there's room because when we're, when our, our bottle is full in this analogy, not only can we not take on anymore and we're burning out, but we also can't take in those good things that we talked about too. I mean, it's the, the memories like Marlene, you were talking about those memories you want to make the friendships you build, uh, the things you're learning. I mean, we then don't have room for even the positive things just as much. So it, again, it's those small things. When we're talking about preventing burnout, this doesn't mean that you have to take a five-day vacation in Hawaii. I mean, man, that sounds amazing. And I love that right about now, but that's not what in the, in the grand scheme of thing, if we take one giant vacation every year, that's not going to prevent burnout, right? It's the small things we're going to do to let a little bit out so that we can continue to fill that bottle up with good and positive things and, and things that are going to improve our quality of life and, and our length of life as well. I love that analogy. I think that it's very true. While we're, I've noticed that while I'm doing all of these things and being productive, I'm missing out on my youth. I'm missing out on my twenties, which is a difficult line to walk on. Like Alicia said, like whenever you know, there's this harsh reality where you're like, well, how do you have a social life and how do you get your education? And that shouldn't be the case. You should be able to enjoy these experiences because they don't come every day. I mean, we only live this life as cheesy as that sounds. Like, do you want to honestly look back at your life and be like, and like I said, just say all I did was study. And sure, like I have a good career and everything, but do you have like these good memories to reflect on? And do you, can you look back and be like, I've done good things. And I mean, and I don't want to say that people don't like, I value my education. And so that I, I know that when I look back, I'm gonna be like, well, that was awesome. That was amazing that I did that, you know, but I also want to look back on good things and look back on happy memories and everything. All right. So when we talked about this episode, you each decided you wanted to give our listeners a challenge to combat burnout. So I want to hear what you guys came up with. Alicia, you want to go first? Yeah. So my challenge was, was going to be that listeners that are tuning in today should try to figure out what their self-care is. So my challenge was to spend some time every day, even if it's just for 15 minutes, to try a different method of self-care to kind of figure out what that looks like for you. 
Um, and if you're not familiar with self-care techniques, there's a lot of helpful information online. Different types are like productivity based, some are more relaxing based, you know, so the difference between doing a face mask and taking a bath or cooking or napping, it can look different for a lot of people. And so my challenge is for you to find yours. How about you, Marlene? So my challenge for everyone listening would be to that to try the Pomodoro technique. I can't stress that enough. I, if you already use it, awesome. If you don't use it, I guess that would be my challenge is to try it out, uh, work for 30 minutes and have a break for 15, then work for another 30 minutes and then have a break for 15 so that you're implementing those little breaks while still being productive and still feeling like you're being productive. I mean, honestly, these challenges would go hand in hand. In those 15 minutes, go practice some self-care. Go put on a face mask for 15 minutes. That's usually how long they last anyway. Go watch half of an episode. Go out and, I don't know, walk your dogs. Go outside and pet your dogs. Whatever, whatever you want to do in those 15 minutes. That's my challenge. Listeners, you heard it. Here's your encouragement to take on one, if not both of those challenges. I, I agree, Marlene. They kind of go hand in hand. I would love to hear from our listeners on social media. If you're taking this challenge on, I want to hear how it goes for you. So feel free to post and tag us at FS Health Center and challenge a friend to do the same. Let's see how many people we can get to join in on this conversation on really pushing against burnout and making sure we don't burn out. Alicia, Marlene, thank you guys so much for being a part of the conversation. To our listeners, come back again next week for another episode of the podcast. Thank you.